Steve, what's up? Yo, what up? Uh, I already left. Perfect roll on time, aside from Nav. It's New York City, man. This is the mecca of nightlife. Industry talk. Industry talk. Industry talk. This is industry talk. This is industry talk. Live and direct, baby. You're on the ones and twos. enough the mental psyche of a DJ traveling alone the bottle girls the bus boys what specifically can you take out of nightlife that will allow you to find a job later on in life no it's no no industry. it's yeah, it's but it's to talk about it matters it really matters those people are trying to put us on more than we're trying to put each other on network well that was my answer so I appreciate you guys tuning in we'll see you guys next week and we out one shelf life to this game, there's just the shelf life that you set for yourself. We here, man, Industry Talk with Big Ben. And I'm here with the Jason Experience. We are here at Industry Talk. This is Industry Talk. Mr. Kid Daytona, and I'm out here with the Jason Experience. This isn't a pizza you put in the microwave at three minutes and you come back and it's ready. It takes time. It took me half a decade to just be relevant. Industry Talk, Episode 7. Welcome to the Functionality Jason Experience. Marty Rock, Special Edition Roundtable. I just want to talk about the weekend a little bit. I started off Bobby Trends Champagne Thursday, pretty successful event. Shout out to everybody that came out to that. Uh, it was a wild weekend, man. Really wild weekend for me. Ooh. Friday, I stayed in New York. I, I was in New York on Friday. Uh, <laughs> I'm honestly, so at this point, I don't know shit. Uh, yeah, I was in New York Friday night. Saturday, I did this pool party in, uh, in Jersey. Shout out to Juan for having me. Dope pool party. I'll be there next year again. I'm coming After that, time. shout out to Emma. We, we went out to Philly. And we shot, we saw a Noto, man. I love these new clubs. I love, not these new clubs. I love the bigger clubs that I don't have access to in New York. So DJs, I keep telling you this. If you guys have an opportunity to travel to one of these clubs, I will light your shit up for you. Trust me, I will make you look good. I have done it before and I will continue to do so. So I'm trying to move through these cities, man. Hit me up and I will light shit up for you. That being said, Sunday morning, I went to Oasis. Shout out to Errol. I want to say shout out to everybody that. Show love, crazy love in Jersey, man. We're going to keep coming at you every single week. This Friday, we're at Barcode. I'm back in Jersey again. I won't be back in Jersey until Labor Day weekend, man. Labor Day weekend, I'm back in Jersey, back at Grand Oasis again. And we have a That's really, nice. really premier. cool concept. I'm at Premier there. next month, so you're coming. Well, you DJing. Yeah, me and Mr. Shortcuts is DJing. Where? For me. The Oasis, Labor Day weekend. Uh, we'll release all that information coming out, like the oh, complete God. project and the complete, uh, the complete idea of the party. That's oh. September 1st. But the gap in between, I won't be in Jersey. So shout out to Jersey for the love. I'm back on my New York shit, though. Let's get it cracking. We got some New York DJs up Holy here. shit. A little oh, bit. That was an intro, man. I'm I don't even want to be here no more. <laughs> How do you follow up that intro? Oh, How do you follow that? How do you follow that? Well, we, got, we, we, we have plenty of time. We have plenty of time to get to it. I'm sure <laughs> we have ample time to get to it. Now, I, we couldn't obviously do a bio on everybody, and everybody kind of knows you guys are at this point, but I do want to give you guys the platform to start off the show. Introduce yourselves and tell me what music really did for you guys 
and what you guys would have been doing if not for music. We'll start with you, Marty, because, you know, my brother. Oh, no, nah, they don't know me by now. Ah, we well, started off. Kick it off, baby. Marty Rock. Uh, I spin, Hi, Marty. I spin records. Uh, my name is Marty Rock, and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, I'm kidding. Um, music uh, pretty much always been a uh, part of me. Uh, it, got, it got me through the roughest times in my life. And, you know, somebody uh, pays me to, to play music. So I'm with the shits. It's basically it, Mel. What about you? Talk to me. Hi. My name is Mel DeBars. I'm re first of all, I'm really excited to be here. Clap with it up for Mel DeBars hey, one time, of, man. A lot, of, a lot of familiar faces. Shout out to my guy, Vitaly, who knows me since the age of time. <laughs> um, I'm just Mel DeBars. I've been around for a while. It's a New York City D DJ. I'm excited to be here. Next is Shortcuts. No, no, what the music do for you? Um, Can't skip the question. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't done anything else but DJ, so uh, yeah, give me some time to think on that. <laughs> All right, Joe, kick um, it off. <laughs> we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. It's we'll get deeper job. into it's the music. It's a good job. My name is uh, Joseph Donato. I've been DJing for about 30 days, and um, <laughs> music has um, took me out of the slums. Oh, shit. You too? <laughs> You can curse here, right? Just, Do you, you man? Curse? Don't say the N-word. Yeah. Nah, shortcuts. Oh, Happy man. to be here, man. Yes, shortcuts. <laughs> it's going to be a good one, fellas. Beatbreaker, yeah. set it off, man. Danny Beatbreaker. Um, love music. If I wasn't doing this, uh, I'd still be, I'd still be doing something with music because I love music. But I went to HVAC school, so maybe air conditioning. <laughs> You went to actual electric. Yeah. Was was that like a mandated thing by your like parents? Yeah, I paid for it too. <laughs> while with, I, with while I was making music and making great. money off of that. Was this like while you were killing it financially, and then you oh, were yeah. like, you're you're not gonna do it DJing, so you gotta now do it. Basically. Do your job as well. Working that and CBS just to show my mom I was working. Fine. But you were making kind of more money with the music. I was making more than she could ever imagine that she could make. <laughs> Wow. But okay, mom. Is, is, isn't that isn't that? Let, Shout let's, out, mom. Let, let's actually talk to, talk to all of you about this. Isn't this a continued issue in, in, in our lives as nightlife goers and nightlife members and nightlife that feed off of it? Don't we see it? And Mel, I want to talk to you because you've been around for a really long time, so you probably got the bulk of this. Yeah. Being taken seriously as a DJ when people don't know who you are, how hard is that? Uh, it, it's 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 tough, right? Um. I feel like it's like that with every career, any career, right? Once you start out. Um, it depends on the levels, too. Like, uh, I mean, I, when I got to DJing and took it serious, it was around freshman year in college, right before freshman year in college. And uh, I come from a very vocational home. Like, my mom's a podiatrist. Like, uh, school was a serious thing at home. So as long as I did school, they didn't care what I did. But as far as getting uh, the respect from uh, club owners, promoters, and getting in the game was a little rough. It was a, it was a lot of work, you know. I did everything from busing to uh, bar backing. Some of the places I DJ now, I was a bar back at, at Marquee first. Oh, that's true. I was true. a bus boy. Yeah, I thought that was a rumor. It's not a rumor, man. I was a, bu I was a bus boy at Marquee. My right there, I'll tell you. I heard I don't know. You were you were you were a busboy while you were DJing. No, no, no. Or while you were DJing so, other venues. So what happened is it started in. The, I went to school in the Hamptons. My my uh, home school was uh, 
Southampton. And, uh, you know, it was like fake DJ and school parties and shit. And so when I wanted to go to the clubs, which at the time were like Southampton, you know, big clubs like uh, uh, Conscience Point or whatever at the time. It was like crazy nightlife in the Hamptons at the time. And so I met with the, own, with the uh, manager and he looked at me like I was crazy. I was just like, what do you mean you're gonna DJ? That's not, we don't know who you are. And at the, that same night, it was Jusky DJing. So you, know, you could imagine what it was at the time. It was like that kind of like prestigious kind of thing, you know? And he said, I couldn't DJ, but I could sweep the floor. So I took that job that wow. summer just to be in there. You know? And we talk, about, we talk about DJs paying their dues all the time. And, and now as I, as I continue, and this is really why we bring up people specifically that we target, because it's not about how many followers you have. It's never been about right. that. The show is about people who have pioneered their way through nightlife, navigated right. different political scenes in the scene, and can contribute to the people at home to upcoming DJs. Right. Uh, and one of the biggest stigmas for upcoming DJs is an agency. Everybody want to get signed. Oh. We have one of the most independent DJs in New York City, probably the most booked independent DJ on the East Coast, if you ask me, Mr. Shortcuts over here. So I want to start with you. You tell me what it's like to be independent, and then Daniel will get to you, and you tell us how it feels to be signed, and then Marty talk about the real, real, real scrubbing, scrubbing the dishes, as you would say, of the DJ business. And we'll talk about that end of Marty the, and the, the come up. spectrum as well. The I'll come up. It's like, for me, it's like scrubbing the we, grease trap. We're we, we going to get to the bodega. We're going to get to the bodega. But let's, let's, start, let's start in corporate America, Mr. Dubai himself. Joe, talk to me. I mean, it's, it's like the, it's, there's two sides to it. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's your benefits because you don't have to pay a percentage to your agency, right? So every, all the money that I make from my gigs come to me. It gets paid to my company. I don't have to pay anybody out, but at the same time, I need, there's nobody pushing me, you know what I mean? So everything that is done from my end is strictly from my team, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's not, I mean, I found my way around, you know, it's about networking and stuff like that. So I, I've found my way in the game and learned how to maneuver. But again, there's, there's, there's you could ask some people that say it's, it's good to be on an agency. And, and I mean, I remember, I was I called Mel up like was that I was I made a call him up maybe six seven years ago and I was talking to him and he was giving me some like insight on how to be like because he was he was um, I'm on DGI yeah. he was with DGI at the time and I was kind of like trying to get some knowledge from him on you know how to you know how to maneuver and stuff like that and I just never I just always figured out you know I can do this on my own and I've learned to to maneuver that way. Tell you what about you? Mm -hmm. um, it's probably just it's been recent that I just signed with 4AM it's been like four years maybe <laughs> that's recent I mean, <laughs> to me to it's a guy that's how long you DJ for yeah, yeah. Always because because in New York City it's fucking it's a jungle it's, yeah it's a jungle so <laughs> four years is nothing in New York City so that was that was my ultimate goal to, to get in New York City and 4AM got me on and they helped me with my goal. But uh, I mean, yes, here and there, they, they'll, an agency will push you into other rooms that they have. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to keep that longevity going and to get newer rooms to entice them to, 
to kind of sell you to other big rooms, you know? They, they want to see that you're, you're hungry too and you're making them money. And in exchange, they'll make you money as well. You can't just sit on the sideline and, oh, I'm on an agency, you know? Like, so even after you sign, you're still having that oh, relationship yeah. where you're, like, you're out there and still trying to get to other places. It's kind of like imperialism. Like you guys are literally like taking over, like you're conquering space and then you could either be the dictator and remove the other DJs that were there or you could be the dictator where you're like Angus Khan and you're like, all right, come work for me and I'll tax you. Like that's what it is because you guys are basically taking over rooms that already have residencies, already have other people in there. And then when you guys as come far in- as the agencies, yeah. Yeah, and then when you guys they come in, they agencies, have that decision yeah. to make. Yeah. Do I throw out the old and bring in the new or and do a I- A lot of these bookers, they want to deal with the agencies and not with just DJs they don't know out mm -hmm. of the blue. So. And that's the key point, I think, that the, yeah. the venues don't want to talk to one person. They want to talk to one person that's going to book them the whole- Yes. Like, like, that's a, that's a pretty homework. recent thing though. I feel like that's the part that's kind of recent. You know what I mean? On the, on it the also depends part. where, though, too. Like what what room you're talking yeah, about. You need you know to do your mean? homework on if you want that room that they want the agency, then right. you sign with that. I mean, like, I want to. But if you think you could you that. could get it on your own with something, then, <laughs> then you're good I mean, to go. Mel's, so, on the, Mel's on the 95 bulls of, of agencies. We, we 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 gonna get to, we gonna get to the dream team but for guy. now. Tell me how it is because me and you work side by side. So tell me how it is for you, just right now in the mix of it. How hard is it for you to get gigs, let's say, outside of me? Um, I mean, if, I'm not, you know, no, no fake shit, but if it wasn't for you, I'd probably be uh, working a nine to five, like full time, 40 hours a week. Which you still do, by the right, way. I, 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 I work part time, like super part time. Shout out to T-Mobile. I hate you. No, I'm about to switch. Oh, yo, I need, we, we need, to, I need to holler yo, at you. you need yeah, to switch. Yeah, yeah, for real. That international my, my sprint is fire, bro. My sprint is trash. Yo, they don't sponsor the show, bro. We're not about to be cheap. Yeah, Tuesdays and all that. Bro, bro, you you Matter of fact, I'll interview the T-Mobile girl. Bro, she's bad as hell. It's fire. You not on T-Mobile? Nah, I, I trap. The long distance. I need bro, that. Bro, oh, international free. Right I need anyway, that. No so. cap. <laughs> I need a new phone though. Not capping going on. Now nah, I still work a, a day job. Um, but if if it wasn't for people like Jason, I'd be working forty hours a week. I, I probably would have been. Shout out to game. Jason, man. Jason, that's a beautiful thing. I, that's what I live for. That's what I live coming, for. Coming from somebody who, you know, has heard nothing but no um, since pretty much the day I, I, I got behind turntables, um, it's, it's important to stay, uh, you got to stay persistent and you got you to gotta, uh, have tough skin. I mean, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to, you know, fake the funk and say that I don't let some of this shit get, into, get to my head, you know? Um, and shout, right. shout to my girl because she's like, she's like an open book. I mean, like she's like my punching bag. Not, I'm reeking. I can't. I, that's probably a bad analogy, but <laughs> reeking's like Puerto Rican. You're about to catch a case. Reeking's Puerto Rican. Yeah, for real. And anyway, is that what it means? Reeking. You're Puerto but, Rican. Yeah. Uh, but my girl, you know, my girl, you know, she uh, listens to a lot of complaining and and stuff because this industry will, will get the best of you. You know, when again, all you hear is no. You're too fat. You're too white. You're too reeking. You're too urban. You're too ghetto. You don't bring anybody, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just a bunch of, you cry for Nipsey. There's just a bunch of, like, criticism that, that you get. Um, and if, if, if you're somebody that's, uh, that's sensitive, it's, it's, it's really gonna knock you, you know? And, and it really affects, like, your performance. Like, when, when, when you wanna go to a club and you wanna show out and you wanna showcase, um, that, that first five minutes when the manager comes up to you and he's like, play the birthday song, like you could you could take it the wrong way. You could be like, all right, well, I'm trash right now, but it's not that's not the case. Like the case is, you could be the best DJ in the world, but 
if somebody's if it's somebody's birthday and they they bought a five thousand dollar table, <laughs> you gotta play the birthday song. You mentioned your girl. I do want to talk about this subject. I feel like in this game, it's super important to have like a girl. I don't know if it's a girl or somebody in your life that you could really talk to and somebody you could rely on. For me, thank God, it's, it's, it's a plutonic relationship that I have with somebody. So I've lucked out. I've lucked out to the point where I'm able to be completely vulnerable to someone and not care if they judge me because there's no sexual attachment to it. And I've really lucked out on that end. But I speak to a lot of my, my friends and my peers. Um, you know, Joey always, always tells me how important it is that he has his girl. And I see the way he treats his girl and the way they interact and the way they, you know. So talk to me about how important it is you guys have all been in the game now for a long time. You guys like to do it single in a relationship or do you just need a structure that helps you become stable enough to do this wild ass job that we have? I think, start with Joe. I think you need the, the right girl, you know what I mean? Like I've had, since I've been a DJ for 20 years or whatever, I've had girlfriends throughout the whole. always had <laughs> girlfriends. I, 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 I mean, I, I'm, I'm always in a relationship, but this guy you're right over girlfriends. there. <laughs> But once you find out that one, that, that little ride or die that knows the game and supports what you do and doesn't get mad when you're coming home at 6 o'clock in the morning and while you're out with your boys eating after the club and, and, and accepts it, then you know you could kind of rock out. I like that. Daniel, what about you? I haven't found that. I, I know you haven't found but I'm saying it's... This guy. It, it, I had one, but okay. she was just like, who's just coming up to the booth and it just... It's too much. Yeah. So you see, you had the other other aspect of it where it's it's dramatic. It's too much. Why why do I need this? Why do I need to add this to me? You know what I mean? Why do I need to add another person to my team that's not really focused on what I'm trying to do right now? And I, I understand you because I'm in the same boat as that. Like I can never have a girlfriend doing this. I can next four years I'm giving everything I got to this. After that maybe I'll settle down. But right now this is this is what I'm doing. And I'm like focused you, on that. Just like you said that. What was that clap? That was very awkward. Uh, I came from the bro? back somewhere. Where's Somebody Jesus? clapping. It's just loose. like you said, you have that one person that you could say whatever you want to, and they'll understand. That's very important to have in this business. And I'm, I'm learning that as I get older. Mm. Huh. Just talking to people and them, their reactions to it and, and uh, their emotions and how they, if they're real or not to you, that's what I'm still learning. Mel, let's go to you real quick. I um, Mel's you, a G, man. You can't ask him this question. <laughs> G. He's got Johns all over the place. <laughs> that, Dubai, that is, that Johns, is he's he's I feel like we Can all. Get a did. bottle of water, please. Yeah, you got a joint in Dubai. That's no, problem, I just huh? feel like um, I just never been like a relationship guy because I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, I've been, I went too hard on the career kind of thing, so I never took anything serious. Um, but you, definitely having someone you could, it helps in every, in every situation, I feel like. Um, yeah, take the time to do that, because it's important, you know. But I mean, I have a lot of friends that my family is great. Like, I, you know, you definitely need that place to uh, unload things. Uh, but going to this guy, he had a, um, what your point on uh, how hard it is to, get in the game and getting all the no's and stuff. I think it's a really good time for you uh, because this is when you start to mold who you're going to be, right? And um, you could, like, design yourself. But 
don't think that ever is going to end. You, I'm, I mean, I still get, um, I still have obstacles. You know, we all, whoever tells you they don't is crazy. I, you know, sometimes I deal with like, oh, my name on the flyer is not as big enough or, or, you know, maybe I need this, you know, I need a better flight from these people. They should, you know, kind of, there's always going to be an obstacle. So once you get, get past the nose, you're going to have to work on something. It's always going to be like that. If not, then it's not, then it's not what you're going for, you know. Yeah. But I like, I mean, I think you should share us this time. If, if I could give you any advice. And, you know, I've seen this show and I've seen some people sit here and be like, you shouldn't, you know, like, uh, I don't want to name any names, but Conan. I've seen like, I see Conan. <laughs> Conan Cappen. <laughs> no, but Conan's like, episode was heavy, you know, Captain, right? That was intense. That was fun, though. I enjoyed that. And it's a good one. It's I a good one. one. But it's, it's unfair to hear, like, veterans saying, like, yo, don't do this because you don't, you know, you shouldn't strive to be the best or, like, whatever. But, it, you know, that's all. Everyone has their own experience and everyone has their own time. Like, I mean, from the group of kids I grew up, I came up in the game with, and Vitaly will tell you, he won't let me lie. I mean, hopefully he'll be like, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I took the longest to develop a career, I feel like. It took a really long time. I'm a kid from the Bronx. I don't even, you know, I don't have the, you know, the, the DNA. You know, I'm not a tall dude or, like, so, like, it took longer for me to, you know, build a career where I was with a cushion and I'm comfortable mm -hmm. with. So, you know, this is a good time for you to, you know, develop and see what you want to do and design yourself because that's what's going to, hold you together in the industry for a long time. You don't need to be anyone of a, yeah, no, you know what I mean? To your point. I, I, I appreciate my, 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 uh, my story, you know, right. because it's not like everybody else's. And I, I mean, it brought me to where I'm at now. So I'm really not, you know, I, I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, right, right, right. You, know, you could great. teach someone so much, but they have to learn on their own. Right, right, right. right. They need to hear those no's. You know? Life will humble you by itself. Yes. You don't have to wait for it to humble you. Yes. Life will just do it yeah. by itself. Yeah, and yeah. To, to your point earlier, uh, you mentioned like always having an obstacle, and I, I feel like that's just the general consensus of nightlife is nobody's actually going to tell you anything that's of value. Everybody's going to tell you what they want to hear. And right. I was I was on Netflix watching uh, Jerry Seinfeld. He's got a new show out there uh, where he like interviews comedians, and he's interviewing Obama. And he asked Obama like, "What's the hardest thing that like what's the thing you'll miss being like being president?" And he said. He misses the anonymity of meeting somebody on a bench and them not knowing you and they're completely genuine with you. Right, right, right. Because they're treating you like a human being. Not obviously comparing yourself to presidents or something like right. that. But in New York City, when DJs run up on you, to them, you're gods. To them, right. you've been all around the world. To them, you guys have the plugs that nobody else has. And they're not going to ever talk to you right. the way let's say somebody who doesn't have anything invested in you is going to talk to you. Right. So how do you guys now decipher who's the drunk asshole on your shoulder that's just trying to get a gig <laughs> than to your friends? Marty, I'll start with you. Um, you kind of, like for me, I'm good at reading people. So it kind of like just off the rip, like you just, you feel somebody's energy. Like if they genuine, they won't ask you for shit the first time, like not even a drink. You know what I mean? Like I've had people that have come out to show me love, and they're like, yo, what are you drinking? Or, yo, what are you doing after this? Or, you know, like, they won't even hit me when they're outside, like, yo, you know, I'm coming in or whatever. That's funny how I was DJing one night, and Marty was like, yo, what do you want to, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, you're, you're getting me a drink? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I'm like, 
My God, fuck, I love you. I Avenue. That's great. I was it, it was after Mexican. no one. Nobody else got you a drink, drink right? Night. Nobody else got you a drink. He just comes out of the blue. Yo, you want a drink? I'm like, be Baker drunk though. It's oh another. God. This is another show. The, vodka, <laughs> the, the lean, the beat breaker. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah, a, no, I was very sober. Yeah, no, but there's a process. Until. There's a there's a process that you know that you can tell like already. It's like a process of elimination. Like you know the fakes are coming when they like they hit you like yo I'm outside. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, and I'm working. Yeah. Or uh, they'll be like, yo, you got any drink tickets? Or, you know, what can I do to get a drink or whatever? Like, yo. Or my favorite one is, where's Jason? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we'll get off that topic really <laughs> fast. That's, Mel, that's talk to me. Talk to me about, especially with you, because you, you're such an avid goer to the, to the nightclubs that I really wanted, you know? You've chosen the parties that you spin at. You're blessed at this point. So there's really a lot of pressure on, on you're, the, you're the outlet, you know? Yeah. And everybody wants a piece. I, uh, I kind of, you know, like people know me by now. I don't drink. I've never drank or people know me by now that I don't, I don't, it's serious to me. So I don't really, I don't get those requests as much anymore. I mean, I have a group of friends that they know what, you know, they know what it is and how they should approach things. But I don't, so early on, I got rid of all of that. You know what I mean? I, have to, I had too many things against me for me to, you know, waste time on those kind of things. I didn't, I just never really had those problems. Gotcha. You know? Joy, what about you? I've been in the game so long that I've dealt with all the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I've I've been. I came up in a, in an era where it was how many tables you booked, and how many people you brought to the club. So I've I've. Kind of dealt with that. So I've dealt with so many different people, and I've seen everything that you could kind of throw at me. You know what I mean? So like. Uh, if somebody says, oh, I want to t- oh, put a table down, I need a $1,500 minimum, and then they're texting me on some bullshit at 9 o'clock and this and that, like, I already been through all the bullshit. So, like, <laughs> I already know what, what's, what's, what's happening, you know? Oh, I man. see it before, before it's it even going to happen. Sure, because some of the tables on Saturdays <laughs> one time. And I want to reiterate the question. I'm more asking, how do you decipher your friends from the people that are rocking with you? It's more of not who's going to buy me a drink, but... Who am I? All right, ready? Let me rephrase it's the question the drink, specifically because this, this is really good, specifically for Daniel. Let me rephrase the question. I love Joey comes four people, right? He <laughs> comes Louis backpack, two more guys that are wearing like off-white or like a nice camo shirt with them, <laughs> looking all nice. Take like Encore. Encore got four guys with him at all times. They all look good. They come oh. respectful. But that's a decision that they make. Then you have a guy comes in, four photographers, one videographer, UPS driver, the plan B in his back pocket, his girl's birth control, like loosely in the DJ bag. You know, there's a whole other, how do you decide if you're going dolo or if you're going four or five people? And when did you decide that? Like when did you decide to cut these people out? I mean, even you know, I'm so sensitive to that. (laughs) That's why I rephrase. I always try to come alone. I never. I try mean, to, that's keys. Yeah, yeah, because in this industry, it's all about oh, he's got an ego. He's got ten people with him. All of a sudden, he's cocky prick. No, no. So the people you bring with you, right? The people you bring with you is weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The people so, you bring with you is they very dangerous. They punch the manager in the face. So, oh, this guy. I don't like the. You, you know, don't need that like, smoke. Yeah, I don't like yeah. the, the people this guy brings. I don't like the energy he brings. He's trouble. He's not welcome back here. It's happened to me on many but occasions. But if they do allow me to come in with a bunch of people, like out of town, Atlantic City or Vegas or something, I'll get the crew together and I'll tell them what it is. Like, yeah. behave tonight. Mm-hmm. Even if they know, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll run down everything. Behave. And That's important. It's important to do that. Yeah. I do the same thing even when, when we're on the road. I make yeah. sure, like, I'll give you a speech every time we're in that sprinter. 
I do. I, you know, I don't bark on them. I bark. What? Yeah. Don't do drugs at I the think, table. I think a big part is always <laughs> do is drugs, where, where, where you're where, going. Where, where, where. where the room is. Yes. yes. That's I important. Mean, there's, there's levels to this shit. So like, New York City would never let you have 10 people walking. Never. Exactly. So that, that, that's, that's I mean, what, that's not true. I, I, bring, I bring 25. Yeah, but you meld the bar. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, he's not. Don't bring that. Don't bring 20 people to the club ever. No cap. I mean, unless you're a promoter, then, you know, different question. Yeah, that's um, job. You top, you, you, you touched on Atlantic City, you touched on Vegas. Let's go international for, for a second. Let's, let's take this. I'm out. <laughs> Come on, Marty. Come on, Marty. Soon, soon, Nigga, you've been a Dykeman. I wish I was in your, I wish I was in your shoes right now. Dykeman is his own right city. Like, Dykeman is his own country. Soon. It's a whole other world. But, um, all right, so let's go international with this side, this side of the couch for a little bit. Um, you guys have been all around the world. You guys DJed a bunch of different countries. I know you're a big fan of Asia. Joey's been, all of you guys have been in a lot of places. My question is, what specifically can you guys tell me? If, let's say you guys have a week, you can get booked anywhere. Where's your favorite? Where's the favorite week? And I'm talking about like a full week, blown out, six events. What's, the, what's your favorite spot to get booked at? Daniel, I know you're excited for this. You go first. <laughs> anywhere that it's a vacation spot. Interesting. This guy, bro. So like a beach. This guy. <laughs> give me some. Give me some examples. Dr. I was ever booked in Dr. Is a dub. Nobody uh, going or, to Dr. Some DR. island, Mexico, like you know, like somewhere where there's a beach, pool. I Anything just, on that level? Yeah, basically. I'm on that. On that I've way. just seen so much of the world. <laughs> I just I want to be on a beach. Enough enough pollution for me. Just want to be on the beach with a picapoya and a twelve dollar hooker. Hell yeah. <laughs> Damn. Joey, talk about international waters. What's your favorite? Uh, you know me. I'm a Caribbean guy. So St. <laughs> Martin, St. Bart's, I'm good there. That's all I need. Well, it's, you kind of have to say that, though, right? Like, no. Kinda, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Kinda you said favorite Damn, place. Man. Favorite place. <laughs> Mel, what about you? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I love Paris. so. He's so bougie. Paris, Passion Week, bro, man. It's his culture, on, man. Bro. It's culture. Ask Vitaly been on those trips too. He'll tell you. I we mean, saying booked or are we saying vacation? No, I'm, I'm saying booked, you guys combine booked. both. The way you guys do, do your work. You guys combine we, bookings we were, with vacations all the time. If we could pick any place. If you can pick anything. Yeah. So it could be somewhere you haven't even been yet. Over Fashion Week, end of September, first week of October. You see, that, that, that's where you want to be. You're that's a hub what, type of guy. That's so just man. like what it is. See, the question really portrays your personality. That's what makes you happy. Yeah. It portrays your personality. Yeah. Good food. Amazing, like, nightlife. Everyone's wearing fashion. Amazing, amazing wear a pair. Uh, let's, talk, a let's talk on. business. Let's Am talk business first. Amazing wear a pair of turntables. A lot, a, lot, a lot of you guys have made investments outside of nightlife, which is obviously a really good idea, seeing how shaky this economy is and how shaky nightlife economy is. And to be Breaker's point earlier, how fast you can be relevant and then become irrelevant in a blink of an eye. So what are some investments that you guys as a panel have made it could be investment in people as well. You could invest in the right people that have helped you get somewhere. This you could invest guy. in the right relationships. So tell me overall, monetarily, and in relationships, how have you guys invested in the past 10 years, 15 years, building your brands? Daniel, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, I'm, I've been, since the beginning, focusing on helping the DJ. And with my edits and bootlegs, it's just, it, I see it not dying. And people always need edits and bootlegs. And That's a fact. 
A lot of your edits got me through some nights, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Still rocking them edits. Yeah, beat breakers. Beat breakers got some so, joints. So that's my my that's that's where I invest and I and I work for uh like uh MP three pools and stuff like that. And how long like okay, let's say let's say you take a song, Old Town Road, obviously, right? The, the number one hit. How long would it take you like how long does it usually take you to break down these bootlegs and these edits? Just to give them a, a give them a little idea of how long it takes you because i know they just download it what's funny is one time chucky asked me the same question drunk and i told him a couple hours and he fell on the floor laughing <laughs> <laughs> why because he's like i do it in 30 seconds oh man so it's all it's all it's all your preference <laughs> that sounds like chucky how you work and, sh and shit you know like, and how you develop okay what about you joe i think one of my biggest investments in my career was my barbershop I had a barbershop for like 10 years and oh you did i remember, I did. That. I remember I, that and i cut hair and that kind of allowed me to he cut afro jack yeah. yeah um that's a tall dude but that uh <laughs> that allowed me to filter a lot of people <laughs> from my shop to the clubs so i think that was probably one of the smartest investments of my career that's and great. sticking with that for a long period of time as opposed to being like my pockets is good i'm done yeah i did it until i didn't have to do it so yeah, I forgot I like that. that. I yeah, remember that. You're old as hell, bro. I never went to your bar. I mean, I'm bald, so I don't. <laughs> How long you been bald for? I mean, my since I was 16, man. Yeah, right. Oh, what? God. Since I you're mean, 16? First day of college. You like Morgan Freeman, man. You it's guys crazy, are always going to look what old. What college you went to at 16, bro? You a genius. Bro. You I mean, he was homeschooled. He's rich, Hampton's rich. homeschooled, oh, bro. Rich. What are you talking rich, about? Rich. He graduated with Ryan Leslie. <laughs> I didn't go. That's a. Uh, I didn't go to Har Harvest for suckers. <laughs> I'm a Yale guy, you know. All right. All right. <laughs> he said he's a Yale guy. I, I mean, there's got to be at least some investments that you've made. Um. Yeah. Well, early on, um, I've done a bunch, but I think the one that's been the most lucrative in career or just growth in general has been my music studio and uh, record label. You guys probably don't know much about you have a you have a, a what i think i've been there. a label in a in a music studio with universal so it's me and day trip so uh old town road we made mm -hmm. that we made uh the new songs panini a bunch of stuff that's out now so oh wow it's been going okay where's the studio at <laughs> in soho no leader no what it's in uh soho manhattan it's next to uh gold bar right? the, no that's where i live uh, um it's next to the Nike store, 19 Mercer. You guys don't tell that to anyone. Don't show and, up. And, and guys, guys, <laughs> don't show don't, up to the studio. Uh, we'll get to Marty first, and then we'll talk. Then we'll, then we'll come back. But Marty, talk, talk to yourself. Talking. Relationships. Talk to me about relationships. Oh, I was about to tell you talking about investments, bro. I got barely got money to put food in my fridge, <laughs> man. We're Marty, working on it. We work. He's loose with it. Marty's got to like <laughs> investment. You're not getting up. no investment money when you're an upcoming DJ. We gonna eat some chicken wings across the street, <laughs> and I'm on you, B, because it's definitely not on me. They don't take food stamps. It's gonna be on beat breaking. The real difference between DJing back then and now is back then I could be flex, tunnel flex, and I could go into all those different rooms and play like tunnel flex because they, it's like they wanted a piece of it. Now mm. my playing in vintage is totally different from the way I play uh, at a ticketed event or a Juice World concert. I've already accepted him for not what he isn't, but what he is. Right. He's successful. He's built an audience. For some reason, whatever record he made makes these thousand people jump.
he did his job. So my job is to Facts. and feel good about it. Every DJ would tell you they don't like a half-full room. Mm -hmm. It makes them mad. I love a half-full room. And I can know at 1.30 if this ain't going to fill up. All right, let's see if, I'm, let's see if you niggas going to sit down while I'm here. So I take that as a challenge because if I can, if I can keep the half-full room rocking, that means when, I, when this shit is rammed, I'm going to rip the paint off this wall. Relationships I have made, uh, I'll probably take some, some nightlife relationships to the grave with me that I've made. Um, I probably have more friends that, like genuine friends in the nightlife than I do like people I actually grew up with. Mm -hmm. like, um, like, like Yanni, that's, that's my son's godfather. Um, Pete, PS1 is like my brother. I'm like the fat little brother he never wanted. What a great guy. Shout out PS1. <laughs> yeah. Fact, shout out great to PS1. guy. And great his, hair. And his great hair. Great hair, great tan. We still talking about the <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy's PS1 the man dime. What a great uh, guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you, obviously. Uh, we, we broke bread on, on many occasions. The Jason experience. You, you were my kid over the weekend. My son was webbing you. <laughs> he was. His son thinks he's Spider-Man, yeah, he man. Does. Every time, every time you see him, he's just like. Sorry, though. He, he could, he could think he's Spider-Man. Well, you actually uh, like help him think he's Spider-Man because you like react when he does it. Like you're like, no. Yeah. yeah I was, I was flying him around the room. Yeah, he's doing parkour in the house. There's no TV. It's just him running around wild. It's, it's. It's beautiful. It's but, the um, Bronx in Jersey. But no, nah, but, but um, but yeah, like um, the the relationship, some some relationships you make. Are in nightlife or because you know you guys share like same backstory, the same struggle, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, um, and you know then you have your business relationships, which are also important because there's there's many people that you know that are just acquaintances, they're not friends, you know like you could pop into wherever, whatever spot, and just be like, yo, I got some people from out of town here, they looking to spend some money, like what's up, you know, and then they'll budge, or they'll be like, all right, well mm -hmm. you know what, instead of the fifteen hundred. We'll do a thousand for them or whatever, you know? And those I think those relationships are, are important too because they help you uh also progress. They help you secure the bag because you know, anybody from Dallas or whatever would be like, Yeah, I went to New York bag and Marty talk. Marty took care of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when you go to Dallas and you get you get You mentioned you mentioned the the, uh, the relationships taking it to the grave with you and, and a lot of these relationships are sped up and I've mentioned this before. When you everybody's drunk for two hours, right? We prepare all week to see this. Let's say I go to town on Tuesday. I'm gonna see you in the lighting booth, I'm gonna see you in the DJ booth, right? Now let's say I didn't know you guys outside. I will only see you on Tuesdays. I could work with you for 15, 20 years. You guys know the security guy's name, but you don't know if he has a daughter. You don't know who he is. So you think these guys are your friends at some point, and you realize that, you know what? You don't really know much about them. And then you realize that the people that are actually around you are the only people that are gonna make it through because they're gonna come with you from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The people that you see weekly, but not in between, are the people that are gonna fall off in your life as you progress through nightlife. That's what I've learned, mm -hmm. at least. Uh, what's the most significant, what's the most memorable night of nightlife that you guys have had as a DJ? I wanna start with, give me, give me a crazy tell story. Because I know you got a that's, bunch. That's Shim. Yeah. Those, those, give me your owner. Give me your Those own. nights with Shim every, yeah, yeah, yeah. every Tuesday. Every, every Tuesday with Shim. Jesus. Uh, Shout Shim. What I, a guy. I give what, you a a guy. Tuesday, what a guy. What a guy. Tuesday, baby, Tuesday story would be 50, 
Trey and Chris Brown putting on a concert, pretty much, in the DJ booth. Can you that give was me, wild. can you give us, like, this, get, talk to me. Tell me the story, man. It was at, uh. Were you wearing the Louboutins? Were you wearing, uh, were you wearing the, the Nikes? What was I, I, don't, I don't know what I was wearing, but I remember it was at Finale. Uh-huh. And it was uh, an album release for Chris Brown. R.I.P. Finale. Yeah, that was, that, yeah, that man, was my favorite fun room. Time. My was favorite a, room ever to work. That was a fun at. room. Great place. And I don't know, the vibe was just there that night. You know, Chris Brown came in and, and 50 was with him. And then the second 50 walked in, he grabbed the mic. He started talking his shit, turned all the music off. He said he ain't starting a party until they bring him his champagne. <laughs> He shit on Mongo. Mongo had to get the champagne up for the party. Got to get started. R.I.P. Mongo. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever he's at. I always Yo. said that to him. Yeah. It was crazy. Everything, everything clicked that night. It was just, uh, they, were going record, they were going record for record. Shout out to Mongo. R.I.P. Mongo. R.I.P. Mongo. <laughs> a bunch In of times. Industry talk. Industry talk. Four times over. Jason's scared. Jason, he's my man. Don't worry. The guys. The guys. We good. The guy, the guy's <laughs> man, he's he's cheat theft like eighteen times. I think my man Mongo, he like what a, a great guy. Nine lives, what think. a great guy. Man. But Jason, um, look at Jason. <laughs> Jason's scared. Jason, you good? Don't this worry. This is unfiltered, I thought. No, I mean yeah, it is. Yeah, super I'm affiliated. Uh, edit this. Edit this. Who, who, who can tell me what? You gonna not book me? I'm at Lasuk. Nah, no, you good. You good. Like, nah, you good out here. Lasuk is fine. You got the barge yeah. coastline. You good. You good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> So, what? no, but what I'm saying, it was just a, the energy was right, and they were going record for record, and the shit lasted like an hour, and it was, that was my most memorable moment, I would say. Thomas, and you have that night. in your studio, right, framed? Like that one picture? Is yeah, that, I, got, I got a picture of... In-home in, in studio, which yeah. I encourage a lot of you DJs back at home to do. I did, I did go to your in-home studio, and I thought it was like super you cool. You liked it? I thought, dude... Number one, your OCD is on another level. I thought my OCD was bad, yeah, and that, I see this throughout DJs. The real perfectionists are all OCD, and they're all self-conscious. It's two fact. big things, and I think it goes hand in hand because you're self-conscious, you're OCD, because you're thinking about what the other person's going to react to what you're doing, and therefore, you make sure it's perfect, just like when your girl gets ready for you on a big night. Right. Mel, what about you? Tell me your most memorable night of nightlife. Man, I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> it's been a long wow. road, man. <laughs> it's been a long road. For me, it's more like uh, moments... That, you know, personal to myself. Um, what is it, celebrities or people or not? You know, like, uh, I, I'm a fan of nightlife and music and, 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 you know, and the people. So, you know, I've been in clubs where I'm like, fuck, this is like kind of, even, even if I'm not DJing, I've had moments where it's like, you know, I've, I've had like genuine experiences um, that have kind of been like, now I know why I'm doing this. Kind of more than, if that makes sense. Um, because eventually, once you get into nightlife, you're going to get those nights. I'm sure Marty's got, like, fucking huge rapper nights. Because that happens. You I know? don't really care about the artists. I know, but you yeah. should. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's like, like, like the other day when you were at Marquee, that was a, that was a great night. That you know was what I mean? yeah. That was a good night with, like, an artist that I respect. I think Sway Lee's mm -hmm. sick. But um, these things are going to happen. But for me, it's more like being in the moment and, like, being like, holy fuck, this is... The, you know, this you're not about to doing. escape this question. So specifically, <laughs> <laughs> you're not about to escape this question. Not, not, not with me. I don't, know who, I don't know what other interviews you do. But give me a specific night, make it maybe in Dubai, maybe in Paris Fashion Week, September 7, 2012. I don't know, but give me I'm one a, I'm night. I'm going to give you Mal's night. Okay. I'm going to give you Mal's night. Give me one. Right give now. me one. Give me one. I'm going to give you Mal's night. 
Mel's playing bass Dubai, and he's got J Lo on the left of him. I mean, I, I, I want to say J Lo. You know, I do a My lot of J Lo stuff. I do a lot of J Lo. You do a lot of J Lo events. I've done a lot of J Lo stuff. We have yeah, the yeah. Paris Hilton DJ here. We have J Lo's DJ here. I'm I mean, Jason's DJ. <laughs> that's a, that's good too, man. That was a good one, though. That was good. That was a good one. You were there? Nah, I saw it on his Instagram. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was a you good think, one. That was a good I, one. I, 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 I thought I was there. Even was even Dubai one. couldn't afford both of them at the same time. <laughs> Daniel, what's no, your most? They could. They, <laughs> they could afford could. anything. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what the most memorable night, uh, moment of nightlife was. Thanks for saving me, man. That was good. This guy was gonna <laughs> let go. I, I was trying to be political. He killed me. <laughs> nah. I mean, just like Mel was saying, being in the moment of where you are, even like in the middle of China, and I'm just like. Hold up, hold up. Before we do all that, like, honestly, I want to say that for, for years, me and Berker had a, me and B Berker had a relationship only in Asia. Yeah. Can you say that? Yeah. Never saw each other Pause. in New York. I used to see him only Twice a in year Asia. in Asia. Pause. <laughs> Can you believe that? But no, this is what I was telling you earlier. <laughs> yeah. It's about nightlife is going to set you up with certain people over time. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. doesn't mean they should become your friends. You guys became friends over time. Right. But what I'm trying to... What, it's going to set you up like that. You're going to yeah. end up with people over and over and over again. And you're going to have this misconception where like, oh, I'm doing drugs and drinking with these people. Yeah. So now we're best friends. But yeah, yeah. it really takes a, mat a mature individual to understand the difference between a professional relationship with someone right. and a personal relationship yeah. and not let the alcohol mix cloud. Shout out to my pun for the music. We would be like in the same plane, not even like talk to each other. And like we just That's became crazy. friends. Like right? we landed I and we're like... Yo, Wait, like, yo, don't you, I know you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, for years it was like that. And yeah. now he's just like, now he just doesn't stop hitting me up and shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I give you one better. I think I've been DJing, I think in the 15, 20 years I've been DJing, I think this is the first time I'm in the same room with Beat Break. <laughs> That's crazy. And I'm not even crazy. exaggerating. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's and I feel crazy. like I've known him my whole career. Right, right, like, right. Like, we right, sat right, there right. on the couch before this shit started and we had a conversation. Like, like you knew we came up like, together. Right, right, right. Because it's just a, like a respect type of thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never been in the same room as this man. That's funny. We good guy. Beat Breaker, good guy, man. But that's the absurdity of nightlife. That's the absurdity. Shout yeah. And that also, also, do you guys Gennady? feel like when people be like, yo, that's my man, when people hit me with that, like, yo, can you... I'm like, no, is that your man or is that your man? <laughs> like, my like, bro. Yeah, my bro. like, tell me who this my is brother. to you. I'm not going down these steps at Lesouk. I'm not going up and down for you unless that's your man. So you're going to tell me right <laughs> now. Hey, we're going to after this. This is, this is in a twerk, no. twerk, twerk. <laughs> you want, it's twerk. Pen, it's penicillin twerk Monday. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Marty, 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 hold up. I haven't been to Lesouk Mondays that's in valid. seven weeks. That's valid. If the four of you go, I will go. Yeah. I will 100% go. Yeah, I'm four. I will 100%. I'm good on Twitter right. Mondays. I'm, I'm good on Twitter Damn, you guys Mondays. are flaky. But, but, good but, on but, to, to, to I go thought we were going to do an experience. This was I'm an experience. Go Avenue? Pizza. You want to go to Avenue? I'll go to Avenue. Be pizza. This guy we'll go to Avenue. <laughs> Daniel, talk to me about the most memorable. Uh, we got cut off by Mel DeBarge. What's the most memorable? <laughs> not gonna let I mean, go. just traveling yeah. and seeing different clubs. And you're like, there's, there's some moments where I walk into a club and I'm like, I'll never be here again. So... I gotta, I gotta soak this in. Like in the middle of China. Fire. And I was never there again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew. I'm like, why am I here? You, you, you touched on the you made it moment as opposed to your memorable moment. So let's talk about that. When's the moment you know that 
This is for you. When's the moment when you touch the decks, you drop the needle, the lights fuck go down. Fuck happened to my memorable this is... moments, huh? I have a good memorable moments. All right, let's... <laughs> what the fuck with my chopped liver? Yeah, More like chopped cheese, boy. I'm sorry. My story's in New York, not in fucking Carajo land. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. So... I know, Marty. These people are against you, Marty. Marty. <laughs> Marty's worked up. He's wild. Marty. This Marty's shit's worked up. Um, I have a friend that tells me, he told me never leave my house without my laptop. Like, mm -hmm. Even if I just go out to network. Jeez. Uh, so I was so I was going to uh, uh, this. I'm not gonna say no names, but this big birthday party at Marquee. I know the name. Say the name. Say the name. So Suja's birthday. birthday at Marquee, and um, and I get there. It, yeah, he always makes it like shuts down the city. Like, Shouts so, to the Indian. He he real. So um, <laughs> yo, Mel just ad libbing on the couch. That's my man. So, Take it in the basement. So I, so I, so I get in. I, I get in. Uh, you know, no problem. Whatever. Uh, I get I get there and a DJ this I'm not saying no names I get in and a DJ that I know was was on, so he's you know doing his thing he's killing it but he he was like soft headlining to like whereas leaving records for whoever was coming yeah. after him you know we were still playing joints, so another very very accomplished I wouldn't say DJ I would say artist or whatever taps him on the shoulder and he's like what the fuck are you playing right now like nobody want to hear this shit so. He turns around thinking that he was laughing, you know, thinking that the dude was playing with him. So he literally grabs him by his fucking shirt and turns him back around. And he's like, don't fucking give me your back. I'm an OG. When I talk, you listen. Ooh. So I'm in the booth and I'm it like, It wasn't oh. me, just to clear it up. It so I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the booth. I'm like, oh, this shit getting spicy. So he was like, <laughs> so, he was, so, so he's like, yo, stop playing this old ass music. And he's like, nigga, you 50 years old. Sorry. Oh, Damn. Man. He's like, bro, you're 50 years old. <laughs> he's like, bro, you're 50 years old. You should be appreciating this. So then he's like, I right, so go get your laptop. And he's like, I didn't come here to work. He's like, all right, so take notes. So then he keeps bugging him, right? Yo, he literally, it's two in the morning, marquee. Amber Rose, French Montana, Tiger, all of them were right there in front of him. He pulls the USB out of his own laptop. He's like, you DJ, fuck you. So I'm like, what are you doing? So I see, I killed somebody's performance that night because I seen a USB stick in a CDJ and I just pressed play because it was dead air. I just pressed play and I killed somebody's performance. I don't care, but there was, the, so he's like, he looks at me, he's like, you got your laptop? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm not getting back on, go get your laptop. So I was like, are you dead ass? I'm wearing, I'm like in shoes. I parked three blocks away. He's like, go get your laptop. I was like, all right, I'll go get my laptop. And I'm walking back because A, I'm fat and B, I'm like, yo, the minute they see me take my laptop out my book bag, they're gonna dub me, right? <laughs> So I get to the booth, and he's like, yo, hurry up. So I plug in my laptop, and I saved the night. Like, oh, nobody shit. wanted to DJ. Wow, he didn't just DJ. Nobody saved wanted to DJ. He saved like, the night. Yeah, I bought it. What you think? I haven't <laughs> saved the night. You think since... I was just playing records? I haven't saved the night since 78. Nah. <laughs> you think, you think I, I was just know. playing records? Nah, I bodied it. I, nah, I know. I, I feel you, man. I feel you. I Those nights tend to be but, like but, the best nights. But there night. is something to talk about always being ready, and I like the fact that you mentioned always having your laptop with you because there is situations where like, I'll be in a club, and on my end, on the promotional aspect, I do so much, and, and, and I'm telling you, I forget to book an opening DJ. I forget to do this. It happens to me. And having that valuable asset with you to be able to call on someone always and be like, listen, I need you here. I need this. I need that. Can you run 12 blocks? Can you go to Revel and get me a CTJ and import CDJ. it? CTJ. So you guys, you guys, <laughs> I, number one, number one, you guys don't deal with this. I deal with venues that don't have equipment. And then this guy comes in and he wants turntables. And then this guy comes in and he wants a four, five, six, nine, two, eight 
Pioneer. Shout, I don't know what the fuck that shout is. Shout out to Conan. Conan These riders are times. insane, man. Vitali, yo, hit up Vitali. He, he got, got every function house. No, we do. Hit up Function House. We've done it. We've rented the function house. We've rented the function house. LED screens. Shout out to the function house. Function house. For helping some with equipment. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it is something to be said. Upcoming DJs out there. Okay. Yeah, CO2, all that. Upcoming Yo, DJs whippets? up there. You come chill at the club, bring your laptop, keep it in your car until you're called upon. But if your laptop isn't in your car, you're doing it wrong. One. Two, if you see me on a Saturday night and you hang out with me and you're telling me to book you because you're always busy, you're not busy. You're chilling with me. You're with me. I, you're with me at the club. How are you busy? I don't go out during the week. So how are you? What do, no. Talk Any, that talk. Tell them three. Uh, uh, tell them to bring the laptop because you bring the book bag. Yeah. Here's a little. Here's a little hint for you, upcoming DJs. Yeah. Bring the backpack and tell them that you DJ, and that's yeah. how you get in. Facts. Yeah. That's your way through of, the door. I know a lot of DJs that use that. Like that. I know a lot of you that's DJs. So that's out how y'all, y'all that get into these rooms. <laughs> Brought the that laptop. Crazy. Yo, I'm DJing tonight. I'm closing. This shit crazy. You, you mentioned closings. I do want to touch on that. We we always. Shame the opener. We always go. We always talk about that subject. <laughs> Obviously, we're not going about to talk about burning records and the quintessential <laughs> stuff. Let's talk about the end of the night because I was with you guys at Marquee last Wednesday, and towards the end of the night, it, it becomes a scramble. You never know what's going to happen in these big venues. You don't know who who's going to come up. This guy's in the mic. This guy's DJing. This celebrity's like trying to perform. Like fucking Stefan Gold is standing on top of the pylon taking a picture. <laughs> Pete Breaker's taking a shot. It's mayhem. So. When do you decide to do what, let's say, that DJ did to Marty? Be like, all right, you go on now. Or you're like, nah, there's, it's too hot in here right now. I'm not getting Mel off. did that to me at Catch. He's like, go ahead, bro. I don't care. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> so when? when really? Is, yeah, Mongo's birthday. Oh. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Mongo. R.I.P. Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> You're Mongo, man. Mongo. Yo, none of us are getting Catch. Oh, no, never mind. It's Avenue right now. We go with Catch. Oh, I man. think it's yeah. a vibe. I think, like, if yeah, I've if, never if, spent if an the, when a... Headliner or, or you know what it's I mean? Spinning on Avenue July 27th. Ooh, got him. Uh, I think like when the headliner or whoever's had enough and he wants to let his man get some, then it's, it's I feel like, you know, it's your call, I guess. Depends on the night. Or Conan, night. whatever Conan says goes. <laughs> Conan's that guy. Or Conan might just DJ himself. Facts. <laughs> That's true. And hold your headphones hostage till 5.15 in the morning. Oh, <laughs> Yo, we have Conan really like here on on the oh, show yeah. as well. Conan kinda. DJs offer of USBs, All CDs, that. records, A tracks, whatever. We talk yeah. about we talk about shelf life a lot of nightlife. Shelf life, as in everybody believes that this is a five ten year job, and then we kind of like just dissipate into nothing and end up forty five years old, single and alone and. Really depressed. That's what the world thinks of us. That's what the world most, thinks. Most of us don't last. I agree with you. I agree, and we're not going to talk about the decisions that make us last. I still, I still think we're going. I still think we have time to create our legacies. You know what I mean? And that, that goes for everybody on, in in this room. But specifically, specifically, what do you guys think is the shelf life of nightlife? What do you guys think? Do you guys think you make you set yourself a shelf life, or do you think the industry sets it for you? We'll start with Beat Breaker. Uh, you said it. Like it's it's just like life. You could do something forever. If you're still making money, if it still makes you happy, you do it forever. You don't have to only DJ. You could move up to something else. You could throw your own events. You know? No, I, I it's like how the, far you want to take it. it. If you're still making money and you're happy, keep going. There's a lot of older DJs that are still rocking on that level that they were ten years ago. 
Jazzy Jeff. He's like 58. He's my father's age. I, I, will, I will say this to your point. You see a lot of older DJs in the house scene. You do not see a lot of older DJs in the hip-hop scene. And the no, reason like, why that's is... Open true. format. No, that's it's 100% true. On an overall, you do not see a lot of old head hip-hop guys get booked a lot. And that's because it's hard to stay with the current music. I always give you... I mean, it's because it's You credit specifically... But it is on them. It is on yeah. them. And it's, and it's your falling out of touch. You don't want to listen to the da baby four times I a mean, night. yeah. Hip, when you grew up listening to Crisscross, yeah. you're not going to like that. It's, it's not, you know, it's just They're not the same. They're stuck to one genre. Mm-hmm. Like open format or even house. There's, there's always, you have to evolve. Carl Cox, Boris, Carnage, all house DJs that are old as hell. Carn- Benny Benassi Carnage. is not satisfied yet. That man has been DJing for 75 <laughs> years. And the satisfaction. They have a, a brand that they built so high that they could still make money till this Tiesto's, day. So Tiesto's older they're not going to stop. They're not. They're not. So, Joey, what about you? You, you think, you think there's, a, there's an end to the road? No. I think it's when you're done. I think when you don't like love what you're doing anymore, that's the end of the road. I don't think there's an age where you or you've been in the game. As long as you're relevant, as long as you're consistent, you can do this shit as long as you want to. About you, man. I think the same. I feel like uh, it's what you put in, right? Like if you, that's what you're working for. I feel like I always tell people to expand though and do more. Um, as far as if you're just DJing, then that's what you want to do. But like, there's so much more in that. You know what I mean? There's there's the music. You know, like, like you were saying, you could throw your own events. There's so many many other things you could do. But it's really about what work you put in. If you if you get old and you can't keep up with the music, then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna outage yourself. You know, you don't want to do that. I mean, there's a lot of DJs like that, like older mm-hmm. ones that won't, they won't play, nothing. they won't play new stuff because they just don't believe in it, or, and then that's the easiest way to, you know, get, get kicked out the game yourself. You know, Marty, what about you? Um, I can't talk on the subject because I've done nothing. You know what I mean? So, this guy. No, I'm dead ass. You've like, done a lot. Yeah. I've, I've done, done a lot. lot. So You've done a lot more. Let me give you, let me give you, look, look. No, no, I, no, 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 Listen, listen, listen. I, I just want to give you, I want to give you a word. Murdering I want to give you some, like, of advice, right? <laughs> Tell him, because he's killing you, me you, over here, you, this guy. You, this is unfiltered. If, for, correct, but I feel like if you want to get to a point in your career where you'll be happy, you shouldn't play yourself down. Like, you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't take away and be like, oh, I ain't shit, or I didn't do nothing yet. Like, you should say, at this point, mm-hmm. I've done good, but I got a lot more yeah. to go. Look at what you've accomplished like, now. Like, there's a lot of, probably, I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of DJs that probably, other DJs that are younger than me, that look at me, that look at Mel, that look at Beat Breaker, Beat Breaker and they're like, oh, these guys are lit, they made it. Like, but... I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not satisfied where I am. I don't think any of us really, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm content, but I still feel like I can go a lot higher. So much more growth. There's so much more to go, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't like discredit yourself as to what you've done to this point. Marty, wait, let me question a question for you. How long, how, how long have you been like, out in this in this scene doing what? Um, and the bottle service scene, probably. No, and DJing in general. Well, I've been DJing coming on 10 years now. How, how long have you been in the New York City yeah, yeah, yeah. nightlife, like, Jersey? Uh, since, since 14. Since 14. 2014. So you've been doing it for five years, mm-hmm. right? We've been doing it for like 15, 20 years. Like, you, you've played rooms already in your first five years that people ain't even touched. That like, I was you know cleaning. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like five years, he was cleaning Marquis. Fucking cleaning, bro. Dude, you, you trust me. Like, you, you, you'll be, you'll get a lot farther if you don't 
if you change your attitude up a little bit. And I'm not talking the shit on you. I'm just right. trying to give you advice. I mean, I, I don't consider you DJing in, your, in a room if you haven't gotten paid for it. You know what I mean? It's not about so, that. That's not true. It's not about That's that. That's not true. It's not about that. You got to see you're That's on not your true. way. Yeah, no, I, you know, no, I, I believe that, but I feel you're like on, in that room on yeah. this specific on this you're, specific it, subject, it's I would say a matter of time. How about this? I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I'll keep mm -hmm. it so hundred. You know how many rooms I've done for free, coming up Stop. in my career? Yeah. Right. Crazy. Just for the look? Yeah. Crazy. Of course, I'm getting the money that I, I I deserve now. Right. But do you think I wasn't doing that shit for free? Crazy. I was taking every gig anytime <laughs> me anybody too. I'm still at called that. me to play any room anywhere. I'm still at that level. I never turned anything down. I'm still never turned anything down. I'm still at that level. And I'm I don't, but I, I, but I don't, I don't, I don't look at it like, oh, I didn't get paid. I didn't play that no, shit. No, no, no. I played. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's just a little advice from I from, that, from me. I appreciate that. Like, I mean, I that as like tuck my son in at night, and I, I say peace out to my girl. I grab my laptop and I go chill. Yeah, you know but don't I mean? don't be so down on yourself. What are you man. doing? What you gotta do, bro? This there. Let me tell you, there's no other way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know another way. I don't know Vitaly. I don't know. When's the last time we interviewed Vitaly, man? We just get him a I mic. I think we should do that, though, one time. This <laughs> guy. We, we, well, I wanted to do a 60-minute with him, but that's going to come in a long time. Yeah, let me I know when it is. Yo, pause. Yo, whoa. I got hey. some. Oh, that's a pause. That's a pause. Because let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. This guy will have stories for you. Yeah, cause some. Just for me, um, just on my own journey and him, you know, uh, witnessing my shit and and me seeing his thing um pause. he will have pause, That's a pause. <laughs> he will, he will have a lot of stuff on uh cuz we we kind of came up you know he, he was around way longer than i have but uh we had a mutual friend we have a mutual friend mm -hmm. that uh kind of put us through the ringer in a good way to me I, i'm appreciative for the guy mm -hmm. i mean he would hit me go to japan for 3 months on a Tomorrow and I will go for you know who who knows I was getting paid or not. Right. So you know I you got to do these things. It's basically comes down to what do you want? You know what I mean? You're in these rooms like eventually people are gonna get used to you and you're there on time. You're not like a drunk fuck up. So I mean right. you, you're gonna be all right. It's just put in the time, my bro. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I mean I, I'm definitely you know what big I mean? on I'm, I, you guys, Conan. I'm definitely big on. And Conan talks highly of you. I know establishing those relationships with the that's all. Listen, the home and, 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 and you know? I think we could all sit here and agree that it's not about how how, how good you are as a DJ anymore. Mm -hmm. It's I all suck, about relationships. Yeah. Jason, I suck. Networking. I, suck, I was there the whole time. What's all the Jason, I suck, bro. Um, so. it's it's about networking and it is about relationships. So yeah. you're in the right spots bro so uh, to, to, the, to the point made earlier about politics and about how you got to take some gigs for free and you mentioned a bunch of gigs for free the politics of nightlife are, are like only known to us and i think that we fail to see that as nightlife goers and nightlife workers we think that everybody understands the politics but what they don't and they don't see what happens in the back end they see a flyer they see you want it and that's about it everything else is made to their assumption it's made to their imagination and some of these kid djs their imagination runs wild you know how many times I see a headlining DJ on someone's flyer and then I see the P&L and I don't see a payout up there? I don't mention that on my show or anywhere. But this, this, is, this is a continuing, ongoing... And, and, and to, to our end, on the promotional end, I do want to say this. Promoters, if you guys don't have a budget, don't book these guys. If you are thinking that you're going to make money based off their performance and then use that money to pay them, you're doing it wrong. 
And this is an ongoing issue where you're trying to put two, three big guys on a flyer and then expecting the party to make X amount of money. And then because it doesn't, you can't pay the DJ. But y'all did your jobs. Damn. You showed up. You spun. You thought you were going to be busy. So you booked three of us. That's your fault. That's not my fault. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, that's the perspective of the DJ. That I on, the, on the other side of that, I love how venues pay for that DJ when they know they're not going to yeah. bring anyone or it's not going to be crazy packed <clears throat> or whatever, but they'll still pay to get that DJ to get the respect exactly. for, that, for the club. And I love, like, uh, I see that a lot uh, around the U.S. Yeah, that's or even cool. around the world. Mm -hmm. Like, to get respect for your club, you got to book a certain amount of DJs that are respected. Mm -hmm. and I completely agree with you that. And they, 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 they look at the longevity of the actual yeah. existing party as opposed to that one exactly. night. Exactly. But when you're, de when you're dealing with, let's say, not a corporate entity, yeah. there's, there, it's gambling. It's gambling, man. I, I, have a, I have an event, July 20th, my yacht party. It's 12 o'clock during the day. I have Funk Flex crazy. Beat Breaker. I have Funk it's Flex Beat Breaker and uh, Elevate's that. birthday shots. Elevate. Marty, I'm sure, will jump on as well, right? That was now, the f one of the funnest events I've ever done. In the middle of the fucking sea. Yeah. Just getting drunk, DJing. Oh wow. Just it's the, a Miami the atmosphere. Bikini, it's called the bikini yacht party. The bartender it's, was bad at that it's, yacht. It's party, all bikinis man. only and it's it's oh a God. huge gamble, bro. If it rains on me, <laughs> if it rains on me, what am I gonna do? My my my, my bar it rains on me. Oh, it's open, open yacht. Open, bro. Completely open. Yeah. Only only daytime open format yacht. You don't got like a rain date or something like that? Nothing. So you, it's a full-on gamble. Out here. It's out a full-on gamble, bro. The, even the equipment was a gamble. Everything. everything. There, there was yeah, no we equipment when we went No, we had to go get we everything. We were scrambling. Let me ask you that this. That was awesome. Knowing that, right? Knowing that, that you did that last year, mm -hmm. and that was the case, while I'm going into it, you set up yourself a deal where it's like you got like a rain clause or you're covered or, or something like that. Knowing what you know from your previous experience. So we rolled over you, everything. Why are you going to set yourself up? So we rolled over everything, as, as you said. So like I said, we have flex, right? So I already gave the deposit. That's going to roll over to whatever event aside from that. But I didn't get my him, deposit. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I man. got him. Damn. You handled that, Madison. Damn. Beat breaker, I'm bro. I'm Damn. Talk to Marty about music invoices, by the way. Everybody at home, don't invoice me. Invoice Marty. Um, Marty. From now on. <laughs> Marty. Well, it's been like that for like three, four months now? Yeah. Okay. He DJ handles the soup, but Wait, now it's yeah. Marty. It's Marty Rock, right? Yeah. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fire. I hate you. We gotta have Melanie. Man, I love DJ names, bro. Like, yeah, man. I love DJ names, man. Let's change courses. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys can kill a genre, kill one now. Go. Definitely no country rap. I hate it. You hate country rap. Country rap. I'm, I'm hating this. I don't new, think that's a. You just. I'm, I'm hating this new mashup of a genre. It's like two songs. No, there's, there's another one. They have a stupid dance for it. Oh, no, buddy. It's not. It's not. Um, Little Nas X. It's somebody else. Cause we just we just dropped one too. He just dropped the remix. He's like, yo. Yeah, man, chill. Dude, bro, why you trying to shit on Mel, my Mel, Mel, rodeo, bro. Mel, you can. Yo, get, go get that rodeo. Like <laughs> Mel, you can kill one genre. Kill it. It'd probably be funk disco. Funk disco. Funk disco. Yeah, from, you know. Shortcuts, you can kill one genre, kill it. Mm. I think it'd be, um. No, 1970. Yeah, okay. No, I think, what's that shit that A track always kind of plays? A New lot. disco. Nah, nah. This like guy, the, he doesn't even know a genre, he's so lit. This guy. What, what's the, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about, the, uh. Dubstep. Uh, I hate dubstep. Yeah, I don't like that that's shit. A lot that, of noise. That's that's oh, you mean not to play? 
Yeah, yeah what? No, what, what oh. genre can you kill? Like, meaning like, like oh, never... murder. Oh, no, because I like disco. I mean, I thought you mean yeah, like I, I, I murder. I just said that. Um, I really like disco. Man, I can't do. I can't really do dubstep, yeah. man. Or bachata, sure. Nah, but I don't know, man. I don't know any bachata. You got a good bachata set? I do not. My bachata set is like 11 years old and it still goes off. Same. <laughs> I have no. Still from Jersey. <laughs> Man, we talk about uh, different genres in, in nightlife, and, I, and he just mentioned that he can kill eleven minute bachata. So, when do you get to a point in your career where you understand your strengths and ask other DJs for help, pending the strengths that you have? Meaning, I have my my openers; they send me full Serato history every single week. I want to see your Serato history. I don't care if I'm in the room. If really? You're in the room. That's send me your Serato history. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go through that shit. If I see something I don't like, that's gonna get snatched. Really? Yeah, of course. That's Why? Awesome. Why? You're booking a DJ to DJ, man. Why? You're the promoter. This guy, bro. I don't. I don't do it. Ammo does it. Me and him sit down. I use my musical influences to help me navigate how to do my job. I cannot book DJs. I don't know music. I don't know what you guys are doing when you're scratching. So then how are you so, snatching songs out of a set? Because I don't snatch the songs out of his set. I give that Serato history to a guy like Ammo, and he runs down through it, and he'll tell me which is good, which is bad. <laughs> and then I will... <laughs> I do the same thing with Marty, right? I do the same thing with Marty. When I get a, a DJ booking in New York City, if somebody wants to become, wants to hit me up, I go to Marty. Who is this guy? I go to you. I go to him for everybody that's hitting that me up. That you don't know. I go to Ammo for anything above. I go to you for anything political. I go, Joe, I have this opportunity, but it's going to fuck this guy over. How am I going to go do that? You give me the advice, and I go and use that in my daily life. If I want to get technical with something, I have somebody who's technical, who's about the man right there. If I see him watching a DJ up there and he's impressed and he's not moving, I know he's doing something right because he cares about the technical side. He don't care if you're wearing off-white. He don't care if you're wearing Louis Vuitton shoes. It don't make a difference to him. He's washing your hands. So you got to use, as I'm, as I'm telling you, that you have to go to him for Spanish music and he has to, and you got to go to him for edits. I'm telling you that me, I don't have all the right recipes. But right now, I have a grocery store that I can go shopping in and get those Get, that, get right. those groceries together and make myself whatever I want to make myself. So you're thinking about your image <laughs> and the party, and that's great. Like the sound. The like sound. Identity. identity. The identity. There's a criteria. It's yeah, identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I can't front. That's kind you're of not happy. about to corner me in New Jersey <laughs> in some said, DJ booth said, and get a bucket. It's in the Serato history. I'm not even mad that's at him. Yeah, that's it's kind of hard. You, you explained it's it a little bit, and I'm just like, I'm from a guy that scrolls through your history when he walks into the club. Yeah, that's a different story, though. I want to know what well, you, you play. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's different. That's, that's different. different. You don't want to play the same thing. I don't want to play the same record. You so let's talk about that. Do you guys think you guys should come an hour early to sets or not? I, I do. come an hour. A half, I mean, I need to know what you played in the last half hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. Fair. I think that's fair, right? Yeah. That's amazing. That's fair. Okay. 30 to 45 around there. I, 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 I come in. You. Yo, he, I text you all the time. Yo, he's burning this record. Yeah. He burnt that record. Oh. He burnt that record. Oh. I mean, how many parties have you been to lately with me? You don't. That you've seen... The opener do with the opener, like the, the you know what I mean with the burning going Not on. You. But, but it, it, Not it, it is what it is. Man. I do you want better. I don't even have openers. How about you play that? Play the whole night. I play the so whole fact. night. What made you make that decision? I just feel like I I promised myself early I would do that. Just no matter how big I got, I would try to still do the like set my nights up. Not because I don't like openers, and I really don't care if they burn because like it's. There's so you much know, music. At, at this point, it doesn't so matter. At this point, at this point, it doesn't really. I've been I mean, trying to be on that mentality the whole time. Like eight years ago, I need an opener and closer. Like eight years ago, I would have, I would have been tight. I would have been tight just because it wasn't the same as there's, there's a million records now. Yeah, it's all right. It. I mean, but I just like doing my whole night. 
Just because it gives it me that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tone. yeah. It gives me my, it, I can play what I want. It, it puts me in a different mood yeah. as opposed to. But when it's an opener where I don't have a choice, like out of town or something, I try to get in 45 minutes before or something. That's a solid time, 45 to 30. Yeah. I, I really don't appreciate it when, when the guys come in like three minutes before, four minutes before. Like, you know, it's not it, professional, man. No, no, it's, that's, it's, that's it's not diva. about that. It's, it's not, not about that. Listen, man. I get my budget isn't crazy, and I get you're going to double bookings, yeah. and I'm getting. I get what you're doing. Like I get it. Yeah. Well, I, what, what what bothers me is that you didn't care enough. Like, you didn't care enough. Like we right, got. Right, there's right. a reason why we got one date in four months. That's why. That's why, bro. That's exactly why. Because you showed me that I'm only worth an hour, two hours of your time. How am I gonna now go take money out of my right. other people's pockets to put it in yours when you haven't even reciprocated that? You don't even want. You don't have the want to. Right. And it's Instagram. You understand? We have Instagram stories. Like, you guys don't think we're watching you? You don't think I... I if you don't... If you're <laughs> not at my party, you don't think I'm, I'm on your Snapchat, I'm, I'm on your Instagram, seeing where you're at, I'm what you're doing? So Y'all out here serious. sitting in the car for 45 minutes, hanging out, so you can make an entrance at my party? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? The Jason experience. You That's crazy to me, man. That's crazy to me. Yeah, he Anyways, Industry Talk Unfiltered, episode seven, guys. Clap it up one time. Now that you put it that way... Yo, thank you. Round thank table. You I got to know how the bomb started. I got to know how you created this idea that you took a sound effect and like made it into um, a rap. To be honest, I didn't. One. I personally didn't create it, but just those, dropping it all the time. Is, where does that come from? There's this guy from the label. His name is Mike Kaiser, and he worked at. He still works. He was at Atlantic Records at the time, but now he's like responsible for like Cardi B, A Boogie. A guy gave me 15 sound effects. And I was playing with a different one every day. I didn't know the bomb was hot. He called me on that phone. He said, nigga, that bomb sound in this car sounds nuts. <laughs> I said, you think? <laughs> it could have been a scream sound. Whatever noise I was, I only play that record when I like something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just reflects my personality. So that, that, just, that just happens to be the sound. But you see what I'm saying? Like, no, no, that's just that ass in like song lyrics. Like, yeah. shit so hot, flex to drop a bomb on it. Yeah, Davey like, just had a record, right? Yeah, yeah. Just that ass, like, like rappers are now including it in their lyrics. Like, but they know that if, if your, he lyrics, but then if he plays it's the bomb, stand. he's gonna spin it back and play it a couple times. So uh -huh. it's, it's a, a, say, some New York City, you don't understand. That's my show. That ass. People, people say the radio's dead. Son, it's not dead. It's when you do that shit. I feel like robbing a bodega, my nigga. Like, that ass, though. Energy. When you do that shit, son, yo, I feel like punching my girl in her temple. We see in the past and just see, like, hold that, yo. <laughs> we be in the car spazzing, man. Facts, spazzing though. on the way to the club. But I love it. Facts. You can't lose.